This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Farm Talk with Dairy Gold. Post Calver Gold, your trusted feeding partner for your dairy herd this spring. On C103. Hello and welcome to this week's Farm Talk. I'm Barry O'Mahdi. There have been calls for the organic farm scheme to reopen immediately as the Oireachtas Committee on Agriculture, Food and the Marine discussed organic farming at its recent meetings. Irish kids speak out about their favourite fruit and vegetables in a survey which has thrown up some very interesting findings. Embrace Farm holds its annual remembrance service for those affected by farm accidents. We hear about the latest MACRA activities in the region. And John O'Connor has the stories making the agri-news this week. Farm Talk on C103. The Irish Grain Growers Association, IGG chairman, Mr Bobby Miller, has warned that the tillage sector here is most vulnerable when it comes to conversions. Mr Miller believes that conversions will have indirect negative consequences for the Irish tillage sector due to its dependence on cap payments. The tillage sector, he claimed, had taken more steps than any other sector when it came to complying with cap regulations. The Irish tillage sector had lost 40% of its area in the last 40 years, turning to imports including GMO, genetically modified organism grain, losing more tillage land, he argued, was in direct conflict with the declared interests of the European Union in their farm-to-fork policy and our own ag climate plan. Mr Miller is making known his members' concerns as the cap negotiations are due to conclude in the very near future. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. Compensation will be paid to fur farms that will have to close as a result of a government decision. Cabinet signed off on plans to ban fur farming in Ireland from early next year. It'll mean the closure of three mink farms that currently house around 120,000 animals. The Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Charlie McConnellogue, says staff at those farms will be compensated when they shut. The first thing to make very clear here is that all these three farmers have always complied with the regulations to the highest of standards asked of them, and that's really, really important. But the practice of mink farming really has become outdated. It's no longer appropriate to our time. It's something the societal uh, views have changed towards, and indeed it's something that the government's uh, views have very much changed towards as well. This brings an end to the livelihood of these three farmers. It has a, It's a very significant decision by the government for that reason, and it's appropriate that the government recognises that and indeed engage and ensures that they are compensated appropriately and reasonably for the impact that it will have on their, on their livelihoods. 
IFA Aquaculture has offered support to the fishing industry, which it says has been dealt a significant blow as a result of Brexit. It says the current scenario threatens the very existence of some coastal communities and the Irish aquaculture sector fully supports the fishing industry in highlighting the impact of the demise of fisheries in rural Ireland. The seafood industry is comprised of fisheries and aquaculture and in many ways are interdependent on each other to sustain ancillary marine services such as seafood processing. Cork fishermen were among the large number that took part in a protest in Dublin, similar to the rally held in Cork last month, to highlight the devastating impact that EU changes and the post-Brexit scenario are having on their industry. Uh, my name is Johnny Welch and we're up from Kinsale, County Cork, today. Uh, we just believe that we've hit a wall basically and it's time for change and we just want the political will to go to Europe for more quota for once and for all. I suppose as a town itself it's more tourism tourism orientated but um, for the six or seven boats our size it's it's quota we, we have to have quota to survive like my, my, my son is going to the job and what's his future going to be? Or do, do they care? They certainly don't seem to know. We were in the Cork one as well, yeah. We went in the Cork one and we asked the other POs for support, but they're a bit dubious. I thought, personally, it might be more militant. But um, I think they did the right thing just to get the public inside, the public to understand of what we're not getting. And we're here today then because the other POs saw, the, I suppose, the success in the public eye of what Cork did. And that's why they're here today. Johnny Welsh, Kinsale Fisherman, at the protest in Dublin. Irish kids have spoken out when it comes to their favourite fruit and veg, with 63% claiming strawberries as their fruit of choice, ahead of bananas and apples. Potatoes topped the vegetable list ahead of carrots and broccoli, according to research commissioned by Beko, the home appliance brand. Joining me to discuss the survey results is Shane Kelly, sales and marketing manager, Beko Ireland. So the, the company I'm involved with there is Beko. We would be a home appliance company. We would sell domestic appliances all throughout Europe and Ireland. And in the last month, we carried out a survey among 500 Irish children between 6 and 11 years old uh, to find out what was their, their favourite fruit and veg? The survey kind of came up with a few little interesting findings. Some of them were, for example, that one in five hadn't heard of cauliflower, peppers or turnips. Maybe, you know, as you said, and then it, it turned out that the strawberries and bananas and apples were some of their favourite fruits. Do you know what I mean? So we just wanted to find out what, what was happening to people in Ireland over the past uh, year or 18 months. Had their, had their habits changed, maybe to do with the covid uh, where people eating more fruit and veg, uh, because our our fridges would, uh, you know, uh, be able to uh, keep your 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 food fresher for longer in terms of storage and things like that. And did you find then, Shane, that there was a big change during the COVID pandemic? Well, in general, Barry, for us as an appliance company, we found that uh, a little subtle change was people were working from home more, so then they had their lunch at home more, so started to use the dishwasher a lot more so the dishwasher and the washing machine was probably on a lot more during the day they may not have been using their, their shirts if they were going to work or, or suits uh, but so they did change their, their habits in terms of the survey what we've actually found out is is that people are having you know they are trying to get their their, 
their bits of, of fruit and veg in every day, their three pieces of fruit and veg in every day. But, you know, mums and dads are always looking to increase that content. And then you sometimes have the juxtaposition where kids mightn't like the colour, they mightn't like the, the taste of it, they mightn't know the name of it, and they get a little bit anxious because they've never had a kiwi before. One interesting statistic, Shane, that I was just picking up there, that there's a certain percentage had never grown or picked their own fruit or veg. That seems surprising. Yes, well, I mean, maybe um, we have to look at our own. I remember, you know, 20, 25 years ago, Barry, Warrenstown College is next door to me, and we'd pick uh, strawberries and raspberries and gooseberries over there every summer. So it, things have changed. There's not as many, um, maybe with rules and regulations regarding uh, working on farms as well. Maybe kids aren't exposed to it or allowed to be exposed to it. So that's probably now in a more commercial sector than it was years ago. People wouldn't be able to... Go, go, go out to the local farmer and do, do your few punnets and, and, and get paid per punnet as it was back then. And of course, a lot of people would have been the same, I suppose, with the potato, potato picking. And there would have been a lot of the fruit picking on these farms, as yeah. you suggested back over the years. But it's not as prevalent now as it was then. No, I mean, you would remember around Halloween or midterm and Halloween, you might take an extra week off and go picking potatoes. But again, that's all turned commercial and maybe it's, 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 it's a victim of health and safety. Um, and commercialisation that, you know, machines are doing the jobs now um, and less demand for labour. And another thing that actually came out of it was interesting that some actually kids believe that uh, fruit and vegetables come from the supermarket. It was over 38% and some kids feel that they get more uh, vitamins out of cereal than they would out of fruit and vegetables. These were some of the findings of the survey. And any surprise of the top three that came out on top there, Shane? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have been too surprised that you know strawberries, bananas, and apples would be, um, you know, that that would that would be most common. I mean, the bit that would be a little bit surprising is, is that the people wouldn't have heard of some fruit uh, vegetables. Like over thirty percent hadn't heard of onions or tomatoes. That's strange. Which, which would be strange. Um, you know, um, that would be a, a strange finding, actually, of the, um, you know, survey. And then there was other, 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 other things that people understand that they want to have um, good vitamins, but they wouldn't know what, you know, what fruit and vegetables have the different uh, vitamins attached to them. So, for example, bananas would be high in potassium what the benefits of that would be to your, your balanced diet. Yeah, so hopefully they'll get a better understanding of what's good and better for them as a result of taking part in it anyway. Yeah, exactly. Like fruit and vegetables are something we all know we need in life, but sometimes what we're eating isn't providing enough nutrients and vitamins as we might think. And it's, it's important for us to teach our kids from a young age about where they come from. Uh, and, you know, it's that confusion about the nutrients and what they contain and how, how how long they last and where to store them was, you know, one of the one of the things that we took out of it. So should we be trying to educate our kids more at a at a, a primary school level about their their eating habits and, and, and to try and improve them. And finally then Shane, your own company there, Becco as you referred to it earlier, what's it been like for yourselves there through the pandemic? Well we 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 definitely saw a boost in sales last year, uh, Barry, because again people were at home. And they've started to look at their own homes to entertain more. And because they weren't going on holidays last year and this year, anybody that was in a, had the opportunity maybe looked at their home to revamp it and, and to improve it. So things have been very good in the appliance industry. We're very lucky and we're, we're very grateful for that. We definitely have our challenges in terms of COVID and um, in terms of our uh, factory workers. 
Uh, but we've we've overcome them as best we can, keeping safety in mind. Um, and I suppose what Becco is trying to do is to try and make life easier and convenient for for our customers' lives. To you know, with our latest you know harvest fresh uh, fridge freezer that we have, uh, people can stack their fridges like with with lots of fruit and vegetables, and they'll uh, not only stay fresher, but the vitamins will be preserved longer uh, in the product because of the we have a technology that mimics the the light in the in the fridge so it, it goes on a 24-hour cycle in the fridge so the um, fruit and vegetables stay fresher for longer that's shane kelly sales and marketing manager becco ireland tillage farmers who planted protein crops such as beans or peas this season are in line to receive an increased payment of up to 105 euro per hectare over last year's price this would bring a total payment per hectare of about €320 at the end of the season for beans, peas and lupins. Beans do not receive any artificial nitrogen and are a good break crop in the tillage rotation. At EU level, farmers are being encouraged to increase the amount of homegrown protein in animal rations, encouraging an import substitution strategy for the European community's tillage farmers. The tillage sector in Ireland for some years has been contracting, but in 2020, an increase of just under 7,000 hectares was recorded. Forecasts of an increase of €105 Euro per hectare at the end of this season for protein crops will be welcomed by tillage farmers as signs of a reversal of the longer-term reduction in the area under tillage in Ireland. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. Farm Talk on C103. A provisional agreement has been reached between the European Council and the European Parliament on the future of the Common Agricultural Policy. The deal includes provisions to ensure greater support for small farms and to help young farmers enter the profession. The proposals will have to be approved by individual member states. A statement from the EU Council said it paves the way for a simpler, fairer and greener Common Agricultural Policy. IFA Organic Farm Team has called for the Organic Farm Scheme to reopen immediately given the low numbers of applicants recently. 317 applications were made despite increased funding to facilitate 400 to 500 farmers. IFA says a number of factors contributed to the low number of applicants including the opening of the REAP scheme which forced farmers to decide between the two with REAP offering a significantly higher per hectare payment. Also, the points-based system discouraged livestock farmers from applying. IFA wants all applicants to the scheme to be accepted without the constraints as highlighted. It also said it's unrealistic to have the sector severely under-resourced in terms of investment, research and advisory services. IFA was one of a number of farming organisations that made presentations before the Oireachtas Committee on Agriculture, Food and the Marine, which discussed organic farming over two sessions. Gillian Westbrook of the Irish Organic Association was also among those taking part at the hearing and she addressed a contribution from the Cork Southwest Independent TD, Michael Collins. You know, I spoke previously about the difficulties that uh, a lot of farmers have, you know, the scheme, uh, the organic scheme, um, because I've, I've been in organic farming myself for 20 years up until last year and my son took over, but and he's involved in it now. It hasn't moved in the, in the, in the 20 years that I was farming anyway. Um, it's, it's 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 stagnant as such. You know, the farmers are getting very poor payments. They're only doing it really for the love of being organic. 
um, there's a strict criteria there, and that's that's not an issue with any farmer. They 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 get inspected on the farm once every twelve months. It's costing six hundred roughly to have a license. If farmers on a payment of maybe around seventy acres, you could be talking about two and a half thousand take payments out of it. He might be looking to have a thousand euros profit, if you want to call it profit, a year. So. Have you any connections with the department to try and seek any progress organic farming out of where it is at this present time to encourage people to come into we we you know we've been speaking about the two twenty two hundred and twenty-five people in 2018 that went to such huge links and huge costs. I suppose to be registered as organic farmers and 110 never got in. And 63 went into organic conversion thinking they would get uh, they would be certified organic and failed to do so. And things haven't got better with the Green Party and government. No, and things should get better. And I'm coming at it from, as I said, perspective of being an organic farmer and, and proud to be one. But it's 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 a non-profit, unfortunately. It's non it's not for profit, it's for the love of the land most farmers are doing for now. There needs to be some movement here. That's what I'm trying to say. You'll soon have to become some kind of a professor to be an organic farmer. That's not the way it should be. You're a protector of your lands, and most farmers love their land and will protect their land and deserve the right to be organic if they want to be organic farming. They don't need to be doing courses. They need to be advised, yes, of course, um, but, but it's not paying them. Deputy Collins, yeah, I mean, I, I take your point there. I mean, in terms of encouraging farmers, we would see that um, a much more... Um, progressive um, common strategic plan is required to actually support organic farmers going forward. Um, we understand there was issues in 2018 for, for uh, which was a targeted scheme for farmers coming in, and um, it was targeted um, and, and agreed, I must admit, by the organic strategy group because there was a very limited budget. So the budget is going to underline a lot of our responses here today, and, and I should think financial. Um, supports are going to form a large part of it. In terms of um, how we move forward with this, I mean, we have an awful lot of ideas that we've put forward. We've been very active, as you know, um, I'm sure on our climate submissions, our common agricultural policy submissions, um, development work, etc. that we try to do. The only thing that we don't actually get involved in is actual sales itself. We used to book animals into the mart for all organic farmers in Ireland and that stopped. Now they book that in with themselves and so there's an awful lot more marts, um, but, but perhaps still not sufficient. In terms of the farmers that came in in 2018, um, as you know, as you say, that there, there was a quite a lot that didn't get in. 63 have actually stayed with it um, and did actually manage to, to come in. Of the 317 farmers that came in this year, you'd have to deduct that. Plus, there were other farmers that didn't get in who were previously in organics and actually didn't get in. So it wasn't 350 or 17 new farmers. It's trailing behind. There's no, there's no nice way to say this. Look, it, it's lagging behind. It's a bit of an embarrassment, really, in the terms of the rest of the EU. Um, Ireland should be actually a leader here in organic production. Gillian Westbrook of the Irish Organic Association and the Cork Southwest Independent TD Michael Collins. And that was an excerpt from the recent Aractus Committee on Agriculture, Food and the Marine, which discussed organic farming over two sessions. Next, we're looking at the Sustainable Use Directive and Stripe, which is the subject of an extensive feature in the current issue of Chagas Clients magazine, Today's Farm, on the correct spraying of pesticides. John O'Connor is with me. So, John, can you remind listeners what exactly the SUD directive is and what its objectives are? The Sustainable Use Directive, SUD, aims to reduce the risks to the environment, particularly water bodies associated with pesticide use. 
I understand so-called buffer zones are an important part of the SUD directive. Yes, compliance with buffer zones is a fundamental part of protecting our water from wrongly applied pesticides. Buffer zones are applicable to all surface water bodies. Water body seems a very general term. For the purposes of SUD, how is a water body defined? Water bodies are defined as, quote, a feature which is capable of holding water permanently or at any stage during the year. A buffer zone is measured from the top of the bank of the water body. Buffer zones can vary in size from a metre to 70 metres, but a one metre minimum applies in all cases, regardless of pesticide application rate. But John, I understand there is an important qualification to this linked to the size and the use of drift-reducing nozzles. There are three instances where the mandatory pesticide buffer zone can be reduced. One, when using Department of Agriculture Food in the Marine approved drift-reducing nozzles. Two, when using reduced application rates. Three, when using Department of Agriculture approved drift-reducing nozzles and reduced application rates. Tugusk and the Department of Agriculture refer to Stripe to guide users of pesticides in respect of judging the size of buffer zones. So what do letters Stripe stand for? Stripe, S-U-I-P-E, stands for Surface Water Tool for Reducing the Impact of Pesticides in the Environment. It allows farmers reduce the mandatory buffer zones associated with pesticides, providing they use spray drift reducing technology. The farmer further benefits by keeping the spray on target. But to reiterate, apart from the three exceptions outlined earlier, buffer zones cannot be reduced from the mandatory size. It's important for farmers to refer to the PCDR website to establish the required buffer zone when using Stripe. And what about special precautions to keep drinking water free of pesticide? There are statutory no-use zones called safeguard zones which apply around drinking water abstraction points. That's public and private boreholes as well as rivers and lakes. They range from 5 metres to 200 metres depending on the size and extent of the supply. These safeguard zones cannot be reduced using stripe. That is a surface water tool for reducing the impact of pesticides in the environment. So sparing carefully targeted pesticides, save money for the farmer, protect the environment in conjunction with the SUD directive and Stripe. And where can listeners get more information on the efficient spraying of pesticides? There are a few sources of information. Chagas website, for example, or your Chagas advisor, the Department of Agriculture, Food in the Marine website, PCDR website, or the current issue of the Chagas Clients magazine, Today's Farm. That has an extensive feature with tables on SUD and STRIPE under the title of Novel Nozzles Reduce Drift. Four Chagas specialists contribute to the feature, and they are Kieran Collins and Dermot Forrestal, Chagas Crops Environment and Land Use Programme, Michael McCarthy, Chagas Mallow, and he writes a profile on tillage farmer Mr John Keller of Kilvallon near Mallow with much helpful first-hand knowledge of efficient and economical pesticide spraying. Farm Talk on C103. Chagas Regional Manager in Cork West, Tom Curran, has been to the fore in organising a farm machinery cooperative in conjunction with local farmers. Colm Keller, Carrickboy, Kilmichael, County Cork, Patrick McSweeney, Dunisky Lissarda, Brendan Henshin, Lyre, 
Kyle Finchin and John Wood Nakan Tarelton County Cork were the founder members of the Machinery Cooperative. Their first purchase, a 2,200 gallon OBE manufactured slurry tanker, was made with the help of a 40% TAMS grant. Three of the seven farmers now in the co-op financed the purchase of the trailing shoe. Brendan Henschen, Pat McSweeney and John Wood put up 20% of the cost, with the remaining 80% being financed by way of a co-op loan and the TAMS grant. The seven farmers are all from Kilnamartra in the Musquey Geltacht. The availability of Dairyflex financing through Dairy Gold Cooperative Society enabled the machinery co-op to access finance for the slurry tanker at 3.33%. The name selected for the Cork West Machinery Cooperative is Corkcommon Glownon Lee. That was registered with the Friendly Society's Register for Cooperatives in November 2018, and that's maintained by CRO, the company's registration office. Tom Curran, Cork West Chagas Regional Manager, provides a detailed step-by-step guide to setting up a machinery cooperative in the lead story of the Irish Farmers' Journal, Saturday 19th of June issue. Of the machinery supplement of the journal, the overall feature on the co-op is written by Irish Farmers' Journal Deputy Editor Jack Kennedy. The launch of the co-op is covered too in the Irish Independent Farming Supplement of Tuesday 22nd of June 2021 by Declan O'Brien in an interview with Tom Curran, Cork West Chagas Regional Manager, John O'Connor for Farm Talk. Joining us this week is Fergal O'Mahony, Tagus Dairy Advisor Middleton. Today we're discussing grass targets and growth rates, nitrogen use and second cuts. And to begin, Fergal updates us on current production on dairy farms. Yes, just at the moment, Barry, there in discussion groups that we'd have around the area, there's roughly 23, 24 litres of milk um, it's 4.1% fat and 3.55 protein so that's what we're seeing at the minute I suppose the thing that's a bit caught at the moment yield has been affected a bit with quality of grass there maybe a fortnight ago and similarly protein but hopefully the protein levels usually this time of the year you'll be trying to hold the protein through good quality grass so hopefully we're getting that sorted now at this stage. And the grass targets and the growth rates at the moment how's it looking? Yeah the growth some areas in the country are touched droughty but you know we've had a reasonable bit of moisture you know the deficit the soil moisture deficit isn't as high down here so the growth we'd be expecting there is about 70 which would be normal for the time of the year and the target you'd be looking at then is just per livestock unit on your grazing platform you're looking at 160 to 180 kilos per cow or per livestock unit ahead of you which is roughly 10 days grass ahead and in those targets you'll be hoping that you'll be in a 19 to 22 day rotation something in that kind of a category is what you're looking at at the moment Barry. but having said that the grass quality was an issue there a fortnight ago and people have done a lot with taking out bales and topping and pre-mowing to try and get it right and it's coming right now so hopefully that'll lead into a good good July for grassland. Where are we with the nitrogen use and its effect then on the milk platform? What we're looking at there nitrogen wise and we've been 
pushing it for a bit and there's just people that trying to encourage people somewhere around a unit per day is what you'd be looking at so if there's a 19 20 day rotation is that you'll be applying 20 units of nitrogen for that rotation and you know, that should work quite well right into July and into early August and you'll be changing a bit. But, you know, there's a lot of talk of reducing nitrogen on farms. So, you know, I think there's an opportunity there for people to try and observe that unit a day, especially with the way growth is at the minute, and try and work within those limits that are there. And I think there's a good chance to get people seeing can they work within those limits. Preparation will be in hand, of course, Fergal, for the second cut of silage. So what are people doing at the moment or what should they be doing? The second cuts, I suppose, are quite varied this year in the with people that had cut before the rain came during May. So they're heading towards cutting, cutting second cuts, whereas an awful lot of the second cuts are severely delayed because of the difficulty to what the weather brought. So what we'd be saying is as a result of the delayed first cuts, there's been huge yields of first cut silage. So it's just to let people change check and see what level of second cut will they require they just might need as much as they required other years or more importantly before the second cut is taken just be careful that you have room in your pit for the amount you're thinking of putting in or you might need to put some of it into round bales you know just be careful because we don't want pits pits are very full on farms and we don't want any accidents as a result of problems with safety and silage pits. Fergal O'Mahony, Tagusk Dairy Advisor Middleton and we'll have the extended interview with Fergal on our topic in Wednesday's programme. Tagusk is reminding people the deadline for submitting applications for College Level 5 full-time agricultural courses is Wednesday, June 30th. Interested applicants are invited to submit their applications and full details available on the Apply Online webpage of the Tagusk website. There are six colleges in the Tagusk network, including Clannacilty, and individual colleges can also assist regarding the online application process. It's hoped to return to more normal, hands-on teaching and learning experience for college students in the autumn. The Tagusk will be implementing all COVID precautionary measures based on government guidelines for education institutions. Full details of all courses on offer can be obtained from tagusk.ie or directly from agricultural colleges. Tagusk hosted the 25th meeting of the European Seminar on Extension and Education at Ballyhays Agricultural College, Cavan, where the virtual event was attended by over 300 delegates from 30 countries joining on the internet. The European Seminar is a group of educators and advisors who hold a biennial conference and publish a journal on topics related to agricultural extension and education. The conference was opened by the Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Charlie McConnellogue. AgriAware and the IFA have launched a new campaign to raise awareness about the importance of Irish agriculture, the variety of sectors producing food in this country and the critical role it plays in the economy and society. The campaign is a showcase of our predominantly grass-based family farm sectors and aims to increase the general public's connection with farmers. On-farm signs have been launched in every county, while a digital campaign has also been created to run throughout the summer months. And a billboard campaign will appear as COVID constrictions continue to ease and people begin to move more freely around the country. Shinnock Farm, six kilometres northwest of Bandon, with a dairy herd of 240 cows, is aiming to create the world's first zero-emissions dairy farm. The operation is centred on Farm Zero C at Shinnock. Carberry Group, owners of the 200-acre Shinnock Farm, 
In conjunction with a group of academic and business experts, were awarded a €2 million prize by the Science Foundation of Ireland for their plan to implement their vision of an emissions-free dairy farm, a world first is understood. As agriculture and almost all forms of human activity battle to reduce their carbon footprint, for the Chinook firm to prove a dairy operation can be the world's first certified climate-neutral, carbon-neutral or emissions-free dairy enterprise would be welcomed as the saviour of the livestock and dairy industries globally. If successful, it's planned to use the Chinook carbon-neutral template for developing up to 5,000 other firms based on the successful outcome of the Farm Zero C operation. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. Farm Talk on C103. It's been claimed that the launch of the online system to record slurry movement is premature. The IFA Pigs Committee Chairman Roy Gary and the Poultry Committee Chairman Andy Boylan said the new online system to record slurry and manure transfer will not be ready to go live on July 1st. Following meetings with the Department, Nitrates Division officials in the past fortnight, the IFA man said it's evident the transition to mandatory online records of slurry and manure movements is premature. He said we had trialled the online system and encountered very obvious system failures. It must be made much more user-friendly, and they say they asked Department officials when they met them to consider their suggested amendments. Under the current department policy, it's pointed out, all slurry exports must be submitted online through the agfood.ie portal. This system has to accommodate farmers who are uncomfortable with or simply unable to use online services. A transitional period allowing for both online and paper recording must be implemented. The IFA is asking the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Nitrates Division, to facilitate the provision of both paper records and online records, similar to the system successfully employed in the animal movement system for many years. Concluding, the Pigs Committee Chairman Roy Galley and Poultry Committee Chairman Andy Boylan said they were very supportive of any measure which would encourage and facilitate the optimal use of organic manures to fertilise land and displace the need for imported artificial fertilisers. But they said the online requirement due to be implemented in a fortnight's time with an untried system was premature and would, they warned, have negative consequences. A joint statement there from the IFA Pigs Committee Chairman, Rai Galley, and Poultry Committee Chairman, Andy Boylan, warning the launch of the online system to record slurry movement is premature at this point. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. Health and Safety Authority has published new guidance on safety for seasonal workers in horticulture. As most workplace injuries and ill health are foreseeable and preventable, the guidelines will help employers and employees identify hazards in horticultural workplaces and reduce the associated risks. A recent CSO Labour Force survey found 75% of employees working in horticulture in Ireland were non-Irish nationals. And to cater for this large section of the horticultural workforce, the HSA has provided the guide in over 10 languages. HSA guidance is available to download from hsa.ie. Embrace Farm, the Farm Accident Support Network, is hosting a Hashtag Here For You campaign to acknowledge the support network of those left bereaved or who have survived farm accidents. 
following the success of the organisation's first ever online remembrance service last year. Embrace Farm is hosting its 8th annual remembrance service for those affected by farm accidents tomorrow, Sunday, June 27th at 2pm. The event will be live streamed on embracefarm.com. Neave Rowan of Embrace Farm joins me to discuss this year's event and how they learned from going online last year. We had a bit of a run through with, with everything last year and, and the people doing the filming to live stream it. So it has gone very easily this year. So I guess the Remembrance Service, you know, it's about honouring the people who have died in farm accidents and remembering those who have been seriously injured. Every year, the Health and Safety Authority will issue the numbers. On average, there are about 20 people dying on the farms of Ireland every year. And behind each one of them numbers is a a person uh, and a family grieving. And we'd like to acknowledge the person and the hard work that they've put in in producing food for us all to eat and then to give a space to the family to to allow them to, to grieve publicly. Just so that people can get a sense of what's happening, how does the service itself roll out? So on Sunday the 27th of June at 2 o'clock, go to our website embracefarm.com and it will be live streamed from there. It will be about 50 minutes, 55 minutes or so. It is a collect- it's an ecumenical service made up of some poems and uh, readings and lots of beautiful songs. Bishop of Kildare Lachlan will be there and a Church of Ireland canon will be there as well. We also have keynote speaker this year. Many of your listeners will probably be familiar with Maureen Lavery, the former editor of the Irish Country Living. She has her own story to tell as well about losing her father at a very young age. So she'll she'll be there to tell us that story as well. And you have a special theme this year, so maybe you'd like to tell us a little bit about that. Begin again, yes. Coming out of lockdown, um, you know, it's about trying to start in the new again and acknowledging where we've been and and what we've been through over over the COVID. So that's the theme we're using for the Remembrance Service. We also have a social media campaign about Here For You, which acknowledges the support that Embrace Farm has gotten um, over the past number of years uh, with funding from family fundraisers and corporate donations. And we thank each and every one of them uh, for, for helping to support us and also to the communities out there and the villages and the neighbours that rallied around the families when tragedy hit their farms. Rural Ireland is made up of great communities and great neighbours and only for them, I guess, we'd find it difficult to move forward. Farm life is challenging. It's particularly difficult at all times of the year. But we do have too many farm fatalities every year, Norma. We have to reduce those numbers. We do. As I mentioned, on average, 20 people every year die on the farms of Ireland. Um, Chagas estimate that there's about 2,500 accidents happening on our farms every year, from the minor type accidents up to the major life-altering injuries. And, you know, that, that has repercussions for the person, the family and the farm business. I'd encourage farmers out there to, you know, follow the farm safety advice that is out there. You know, the officials that are involved in that and the companies that do it, you know, they're there to try and keep you alive. And I know us farmers don't like to be told how to do things at times or, you know, we're familiar with our own surroundings and things like that. But if we look at it a different way about your family, your immediate family, if something were to happen to you in the morning, how would your immediate family pick up the pieces, your wife and your children? your mother, your your siblings, how would they cope in the aftermath of something awful happening with you? And I guess rather than looking at farm safety advice as another job on the list of things to do, 
maybe think about it as something important that keeps you alive and keeps you there for your family. The Avron of Embrace Farm. A timely reminder, the closing date is looming to enter Enterprise Ireland's Innovation Arena Awards competition in partnership with the National Ploughing Association. The 12 award categories include Best Agri-Technology Startup, Best Agri-Engineering Established Company, Young Innovator of the Year, Farm Safety and Sustainable Agriculture. The Best Startup and overall winner of the Innovation Arena Awards will be eligible to win up to €5,000 each. Further details are available by visiting innovationarena.ie and the closing date for entries is Wednesday, June 30th. Carberry Group, the West Cork-based international ingredients, flavours and award-winning cheese producer, has announced that Cormac O'Keefe, current chairman of Lisavard Co-op, will succeed TJ Sullivan as chair of the company. In addition, Dermot O'Leary, chair of Bandon Co-op, has been appointed vice chair of the organisation. Carberry Group is headquartered in Ballinine and is owned by four West Cork-based Irish cooperatives, Bandon, Barry Row, Drina and Lisavard, and employs over 900 people. Carberry operates some eight locations, including Ireland, the UK, US, Italy, Brazil, Indonesia and Thailand. For our weekly update on MACRA events in Cork, Ashling Walsh joins us again this week. As we reach the summer months, it's quiet for Shandy and MACRA. It's been a busy but strange year for Shandoon. All of our events have virtually taken place online this year. We started the year with Know Your Ag and Question Time. And I was delighted myself to win a National Leadership Award for my work as Piero of Shandoon Makra. We ran competitions such as debating. Impromptu debating was a brilliant night, which we all thoroughly enjoyed. This was hosted by our competitions officer, Michael Buckley. Christmas saw many of our clubs hold virtual get-togethers online via Zoom. Disappointing, yet enjoyable nonetheless. We also did a virtual throwback to Carrigaline Makra's New Year's Eve ball in memory of what could have been. We took part in new competitions this year, including radio drama, online formats of the NTCs this year with many participants, and stock judging. Club of the Year was also held online this year and Best New Member. We attended many virtual social events online this year with other clubs and regions. A huge well done to John Downey. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. From UCC Makra, who represented Shandun proudly last weekend in the national final of the dairy stock judging. He certainly did us proud. Well done, John. Thanks a million to Elaine Houlihan, Munster VP. Make sure to donate to the Air Ambulance if you can and to follow them along the way on their journeys. Upcoming walks in the 11 Peaks Challenge include the following. Sunday the 4th of July sees Elaine and Sean take on Cahar Barna Northwest Top with Muskery Makra. On the 11th of July they will take on Moy Lussa with Claire Makra. The 17th of July sees them head to Devil's Bit with North Tip Makra. And they will conclude on the 24th of July as they take on Caron Tuhul with Kerry Makra. The very best of luck to them as they head into the final weeks. They've been doing a brilliant job so far. Please donate if you can and make sure to register for the walks in advance. The very best of luck to Seamus Reid and to Shelley Sheehan as they represent Shandung this weekend in the national finals of the Puck Fada competition, which will be held in Kilkenny. I'm Ashton Walsh. Thanks a million for listening. Have a great weekend. IFA Sheep Committee Chairman Mr Sean Dennehy has called on the Minister of Agriculture, Mr McConnellug, to implement the necessary controls as a matter of urgency to tackle the issue of irresponsible dog ownership. He said farmers' patience with the authorities on this issue is fast running out. An incident in the last week left over 20 more sheep fatalities from dog attacks in College Tipperary. Sean Dunne said the significant increase of dog attacks in recent months is a serious concern for sheep farmers and the message is simply not getting through. He said the Minister of Agriculture must advance controls and enforcements for negligent dog owners. He said we need a single national database for all dogs in the country, which identifies the dog owner who is responsible. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. Thanks to John for co-producing and contributing to the Farm Talk programme again this week. I'm Barry O'Mahony. Thank you for listening. Farm Talk with Dairy Gold Calf Milk Replacer, offering a wide range of calf milk replacers to suit your calf's needs. On C103. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. 
Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.